Wine is a lecture, but thanks to Cryo Malt, beer is a conversation. And in this conversation, we finish our sweep through Queensland Sunshine Coast and visit your mate's brewery to meet one of the mates, Christian McGarry. In an increasingly common story, Christian and his mate Matt Hepburn quit their jobs five years ago with the dream to open a brewery. In the intervening years, through a mix of contract and gypsy brewing, running their own tap room, and a lot of clever self-marketing that included an appearance on TV show Shark Tank, they've managed to build a brand big enough to attract investors to financially back their vision of opening their own brewery and tap room. We caught up with Christian the day after he and Matt and a hundred or so of their mates celebrated the opening of that brewery and heard about their journey to get there. We chat about the origins of their literally characterful beers, entrepreneurship in an increasingly crowded beer world, and how you make beer relevant to your mates when your circle of mates expands beyond those that you can comfortably fit in your backyard. Enjoy the conversation. Christian McGarry from Your Mates Brewing. Thank you very much for joining Matt and myself on Beer as a Conversation. Uh, thank you very, very much for having me. Well, thanks for having us last night. Uh, we, we had good plans. Um, Josh Donohoe from um, Sunshine Coast Craft Brewery Tours very kindly offered to drive Matt and I around. And this was the, the, the ultimate stop. This was the destination. Um, and we had plans to sort of uh, turn up and, and have a bit of a chat with you guys prior to your opening you know, launch party last night. Probably fair to say that much fun was had and it's probably better that we've come back at nine o'clock the following morning. Yeah, definitely. And we're all actually looking very fresh, considering. Uh, we're we professionals. Did. Well, and this is, and this is the thing, I've got a big ups to you guys and to, I think, all of the breweries we went to yesterday for offering not just a mid-strength option, but a damn tasty, doesn't taste like mid-strength option. And I was sitting on the, um, at the Schmidties. The Schmidties, that was night with single Brackets, hot mosaic. Yep. Which I thought was, and again, that's, that's, that's another great, um, I, I guess, for your punters who aren't really into craft beer, can then say, what, what's mosaic mean? Mm. It's a hop type, it'll give you these kinds of flavours, which is just a great sort of, um, I guess, value-added sort of thing for the, for the punters. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's a beer style that, yeah, we've just introduced onto the tap list, and um, not many people actually understand what it is yet, because we've just kind of made it up, um, just using the acronym single hop mid-strength. So... Yeah, it's going to be good once people are expecting the next hot variety and uh, to come down and um, yeah, check it out. But let's uh, yeah, you, last night you opened your brewery. Um, you know, you've been Gypsy Brewers um, until now. Um, you debuted very high in the hottest one hundred this year, which was one of the things that prompted us uh, to visit the Sunshine Coast. But let's jump in the Wayback Machine and talk about a young Christian McGarry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when, and, and, Speaking, this is prof and I, so like you're still young, but how, how did you first get into beer and what was, you know, what was it that set you on the path to, uh, you know, a, a life in beer? Oh, um, me, myself, probably was uh, a trip. I spent two years um, living in uh, London and um, popping over to, to Europe, um, in particular uh, New Year's that we spent in Prague. Um, drinking Pilsners uh, over there at 50 cents a tallie. Um, Cheaper than Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was probably kind of the first moment that I can remember going, hang on a second, beer just, beer is not just beer. Um, and then when I did come back from 
from England, it was kind of your Four Pines Pale and Stonewood Pacific Ale kind of starting to, to so come what, through what the market. Sort of, we're talking 2010, 2010 2014. 2011. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that kind of time period. And I just, I just fell in love with it. Um, it was, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things that yeah, I just fell in love with. Um, what I was, was your background at that I was, point? I, was, I came back and I was primary school teaching. I'll kind of go through the story of, of, of yeah, just how, how we got to the point where we are now. Um, so I was primary school teacher, um, moved up the coast because I thought if I don't have to live, I grew up in Brisbane, but if I don't have to live there for work, then um, I'm coming up the coast for sure. Um, it's, it's an incredible place to live and work. I was teaching up in Mullaney um, and I was running a few different events at a few bars around the coast here. Um, met Matt and he moved in with me. We were acquaintances, um, but didn't know each other that well. And he was also looking for something different at the time. And um, we were both sitting in the garage drinking all these great beers. Um, we started working for his brother at a bar down in Caloundra, introduced the craft beer club. We're getting all these breweries to come through, like Hugh from Stone and Wood and um, the guys from Murray's. And we were just getting so excited about this, this, this scene and this industry that was happening down south and we didn't see anyone else doing it up here. Um, obviously, fast forward now, we've got 12 breweries, but at the time there was really only Sunshine Coast Brewery on the scene. And not only did we see something that we could have a great time doing, but we saw a great opportunity um, naively thought, why can't we, why can't we do it? That's the punk, you know, the garage band mentality. Mm. Um, you know, we can make music like that. Mm. Definitely. And then I guess we work, tried to work out how we could actually do it with two guys with no money living at Moffat Beach in a little share house there. <laughs> had you homebrewed at all? I had done maybe one Cooper's homebrew kit, kit like kilo. three or four years back before this and it turned like mixture of it was, it was so good you thought i can't mixture. i can't top this yeah. I, I won't brew ever again yeah a mixture of cat's urine and um <laughs> and off cider yeah it was what it tasted like um but yeah we just made a decision um rather than being the home brewer turned pro brewer we made a really intent decision then that we were going to try and do this and the only way to do it was for us to learn how to do the brewing the business the marketing the, the sales, all of our sales. Uh, we spent three years, we spent about 18 months learning how to brew, designing the company, how it would look, um, coming up with the branding and all that kind of stuff, which I think was a really good thing for us to have that period of time where we actually weren't selling beer, we actually weren't worrying about that kind of stuff. We were just, I mean, we're st it was still really a pipe dream at that stage, so um, we were just brainstorming every night, drinking different beers, trying to think. So we still, we'd call it this and yeah. this would be a logo <laughs> and this yeah. would be the, So we actually had our company registered and the Commonwealth Bank, for some reason, can't seem to change that over. Um, it still says Salty Dog Brewers PTY LTV <laughs> oh, on, our, um, on our account. Um, which I'm glad we did. I'm I'm really glad we did change that one. Um, <laughs> I don't think it has the same. Um, it doesn't have the same cachet yeah, as, as your no, mates. No, no. no. When we, and when we did stumble on your mates, it just oh, it clicked, and we just thought, oh wow. And then instantaneously after that, the idea to um, really make our beers more approachable and unique, and add the characters' names and personalities to the beers um, 
came straight after that and um, yeah. So that concept was, was fairly early on. So before you'd even brewed a drop, you knew yep. this is how we want, I guess, the feel, yep. the, the sort yep. of definitely, definitely. The vibe to be. Um, yeah, we wanted, yeah, those foundations of, of what we were doing, we built really early and they were really strong. Um, we didn't actually introduce the characters for about six months after we started wholesaling. Um, and it was amazing what we did. Yeah, we weren't happy with the way that the recipe scaled up for those first six months. Um, we were contract brewing with um, Bert up at Baffle Creek, first of all. So a five-hour round trip, or well, five hours there, five hours back. Um, and whilst Bert made some really, really good German styles up there, um, we, yeah, we just couldn't get that hot flavour that we were chasing um, through brewing with him. Um, and then the spot came up at Four Hearts down in Ipswich um, when Black Ops built their first place down there. Govs um, put us in touch with um, Wade at the time and Rob and yeah we started contract brewing down there and instantly the, it was exactly where we, we kind of wanted that, that um, flavour profile to be and we introduced Larry to the taps and overnight it was instant sales just doubled. Um, it was just incredible what a difference that... Was it the name or was it the beer? Because they sound like they coincided. They did coincide, definitely. Um, but I definitely do think... I mean, I think probably equal parts, yeah. Um, I don't know if that's me as the brewer <laughs> adding, my, adding <laughs> yeah. my ego to it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, people know Larry now. It's just, it's just an amazing thing. He really has taken on a personality of his own. And people warm to him they love him and the whole point of it was to have people look at the tap decal or look at the can and instantly know what the beer was going to taste like it was going to taste like larry it's going to taste like larry, <laughs> yeah. like larry. but so in the early days was it larry or was it larry pale ale um at the start so was, at the start we did try just doing larry um but we did add larry pale to it after a while because because people will either ignore it because I don't know what it is and I don't want to sound like an idiot and ask, mm. or it mm. means that they do mm. ask and you and you're instantly engaging. Well, mm. that's a funny. You should ask that. You know, yeah. should pour What's it. Larry? No, the question is who's, who's Larry? Larry? Who's Larry? Yeah. Larry's your mate, of course. <laughs> is there a, is there a, an actual Larry? Because uh, all you know, everything that's made up, it, it, there's a, a grain of truth. There's, yeah. there's always an element of oh, it's inspired by Jerry Seinfeld's dad, or you know, there's always a. It's probably all characters are based on. In, in all seriousness and honesty, he's probably a combination of Matt and myself into a character. Really, um, I think that's kind of we try to be easygoing, fun-loving guys. Because um, as you pull up out the front here, he's he's twenty foot high he's, on he's the front of the thing. High, you, yeah. you can't miss him, and he's instantly. And uh, it was getting a little bit dark last night when we got here, but I thought, oh, boom, he's laconic. He's uh, easygoing. Um, I don't know, probably for me, like it was, it was a, uh, I don't know, halfway between Surfy and Hobo. I wasn't sure, <laughs> I, wasn't sure I wasn't sure where you were going. So I kind of lost it. But I thought, oh, easy going. He's a, he looks like a, a decent sort of bloke. He doesn't he's, look like he's, he's, guy who's, who, he's the guy who's always the one running the barbecue at the party. He's got the tongs in hand. He's always, he's always there pouring beer onto the onions. <laughs> So, but look, looking at Larry, I mean, he, he resonates when you're sitting here on the on the beach. You know, you see a lot of guys like that um, here, and you've really built a very strong community around 
your mates, you know, in the various incarnations of places you've had. Do you think that now you've got a bigger production brewery and you're going to be looking at sending beer further afield, that that will resonate with somebody in the, um, you know, in a Melbourne winter, for example? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's, that's definitely a, a thought. Um, but I do think that the coast culture is so ingrained into Australia. I mean, like, Melbourne is does have beaches and, and Victoria does have beaches. Does and it, Some of the best in the world. Exactly. Thanks. Yeah. Um, and I think that, I think that's just, um, it, it is Australian. I think that Larry is Australian. I think it's... And look, worst comes to worst, you could always put him in a flannelette shirt and a flat cap and you could, you know, Larry could be sitting in a pub in Northcote well, riding, a, fi- fixie. riding a fixie. Well, there is always Donnie with his beanie on and his, uh, <laughs> and his pipe. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, so uh, there's Larry, there's Donnie, so there's Larry, there's Donnie, there's Macca. Yeah, Macca's our mid-strength lager. Um, and we do have an IPA that we're about to release um, at the end of February. Can we get a scoop on his name? We won't be... Um, tell me a scoop on... A, ten a, days. We, a scoop on her name. So... Now, this is what I was going to say. Is there a Sheila yeah, in the mix? Because a, we don't want to be accused of misogyny, but, you know, Macca, Larry, Knackers, Shags, Donnie. We had actually intended on having um, a female character be the third character release, but it was... The lager was ready before the IPA in production. Oh, okay. um, and we're really, really, really excited to... Uh, this episode won't be going out for a couple of weeks, so if it's the end of February, uh, we can put this out after. Uh, can we have a drum roll? And I, oh, I don't, we don't have any names. Oh, you don't oh, have a name? Okay. So you're oh, going to... Oh, okay. no, so we... Usually we do crowdsource the names, but at the moment we have... A lot of people want to call it Shazza, and we're just not sure about Shazza at the moment. Can I give um, you a tip? Yep. Don't call it Pussy Juice. <laughs> Yeah, I think we'll uh, I think we'll uh, manage to uh, steer clear of that one. But um, yeah, yeah, we're really excited to have to have a female character in the mix. You know, um, half of the followers that we have on social media are female. Absolutely, so yeah. It's because uh, presumably last night I, I, I recognised obviously most of the the industry, and then there was you know your, your uh, council representative and that sort of thing cutting the ribbon. But the rest, there was a, a good mix of uh, obviously friends and family. Um, and I'm assuming you know bar owners or that sort of thing who've supported you along the way, uh, most of whom were female. We definitely have a 50-50 mix of people in here at the bar. Um, we have uh, obviously the playground here. We get a lot of, um, during, the, during the weekdays, we get a lot of mums coming in here having, a, um, having some lunch and, uh, and, a, and a light beer. And, and that's a big part of, because you, you've got a big retail space here. Um, you know, Noosa, where we've been up at a couple of Noosa venues and there, very much hamstrung because their councils don't want retail space in industrial areas. That's obviously not as big an issue here. We did have to fight tooth and nail okay. um, to get that space. Um, we were very lucky in that we had a really, um, really passionate um, town planner, um, and we also had assistance from the economic um, branch here and um, and our local member Pete Cox, um, and we were able to get that little bit bigger space over the line. And I mean, it's so important for us. It's so important for us to have people come in here and to be able to showcase um, what your mates is, um, everything that we're about and send them away, um, hopefully as fans. Yeah. Christian, for new players, perhaps you know, looking to enter the, enter the fold and, and do something sort of similar, give us a bit of background. What was the, I guess the the basis of the of the objection, or why was it difficult? Is it about amenity? Because we're in a 
an industrial sort of area. There's a lot, quite mixed sort of businesses. There's plenty. There's you know commercial, industrial, you know, mm, mm. bit of heavy lifting um, that sort I of think, thing. I think or is it taking away from? I think what it is is we were the first um, brewery to go into this area, so being the first is is usually a bit harder. Um, I think the councils are always afraid to set a precedent. Yeah, so there wasn't um, a template. Yeah, there wasn't this a template. There okay. wasn't. Um, this is what a brewery looks like. I guess that was the biggest issue. Is it was hard to get the guys to understand what a brewery looks like, um, and that the licensing states that we are actually legally allowed to have uh, a great venue attached to our wholesale production area. Was that frustrating for you, given the um, mainstream media attention that Southeast Queensland breweries, particularly, you know, with um, yeah, Champion Small Brewery, Champion Medium Brewery, uh, Indies, um, Hottest 100, uh, the, the craft beer strategy and all that sort of thing, like, surely it must be frustrating to, to, to be dealing with the pen pushes, I guess, and say, but hang on, like, we're not the first ones to do this ever. It, we're just the first ones in this block. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, like, the guys, like, to the credit at council, the guys were trying really hard to work with us, and that's how we did get to the point where we got to, that we're, we're all happy with it. Um, it, it, was just, it just took a lot more time than we were hoping for. Yeah, green thoughts into, from red thoughts. There are still plenty of breweries around who are still struggling, you know, years down the track um, yeah, with, with uh, council who are actively looking for reasons not to approve you know, extensions to licenses or retail space and that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, and we're here now and we're open and we made, the, the, we made it open before Christmas, uh, which was our goal. Um, and yeah, we had a full team of staff hired and no liquor license on the day that we were supposed to be opening to the public. Um, and yeah, OLGR was really supportive and they were able to push that liquor license through. You don't often hear people sort of saying, oh, LGR was very supportive. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, I mean, we're constantly blown away by how supportive people are to, to what we're trying to do. Um, I think we kind of try and be honest with everyone and, and, and tell them, you know, that we're just, we're just trying to... It's difficult for a couple of guys who've come from nothing um, and when we've got a lot riding on it, you know, we did get the investment and we did have the staff hired and it was like, okay, it's all riding on this one little piece of paper and the guys were, were, were really happy to, to help us out. But at the same time, a big part of your strategy as a retail, we are in an in, in industrial estate, but it's you know a short walk or a very inexpensive Uber ride from some very densely populated um, suburbs that aren't in any way serviced by any sort of, you know, bar, um, you know, bar or, you know, pub. Family, yeah, like, family, 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 family yeah, otherwise. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I think, yeah, I think the breweries are showing themselves to be the family-friendly venue. The, it's, you don't want to go to the pub or you don't want to go to McDonald's, which is the only place that really has a, a, a playground. Um, and it's just a different type of drinking culture at a craft brewery, you're drinking, drinking less, it's about drinking experimenting, yeah. and it's about discovering. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and, and people feel comfortable to come to a craft brewery with their kids. What sort of value too are you finding in, in that, you know, oh, this is really interesting. Um, what can you tell me about this? Well, actually I brewed that beer. Let me talk you through it. Is that definitely an important I mean, part of the- I think it's, it's the, the, the crux of what a, a microbrewery and visiting a brewery is about, being able to see the tanks, 
see the person making the beer, see that it's travelled into the cold room and now it's coming out into your glass, you know, it's, it's travelled all, all of about 20 metres. Um, and that just, it's so exciting um, to be able to do that. And it's not just any cold room. We were standing in your cold room last night and it's bigger than Moffat Beach Brewery, um, <laughs> just a cold, cold room. You guys have gone from a couple of dudes sitting around having a few beers, coming up with the, the idea. Uh, Listen to old man cool here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Well, but it's a couple of dudes sitting around yeah. knocking back beers going, when we have our brewery, this is how we do it. You've created something, you've built it, and now you've got a big ass brewery out, out there. Um, we're sitting in, an, you've got an office in here. Um, you've got staff, you've got a bar. It's been a fairly quick transition for a primary school teacher. Um, where have you learned to think that the skills that you need, you know, the, the brewing skills and the business skills um, over that period to, that gives you the confidence to take on this sort of venture? Yeah, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> think, I'm still actually learning yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, well, we're constantly learning every day. Every single batch of beer I feel is better than the last one. Um, and I hope to keep doing that for the rest of my brewing career. Um, but I guess we're equal parts um, ambitious, driven and determined as we are fun, loving and... Um, yeah, lackadaisical. Because Larry doesn't guys. look ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's not one of the adjectives. Larry, from... no, no, that's not one of the things I thought of when I saw Larry. <laughs> he's um, a go-getter. He's getting out there and he's making things happen. Funnily enough, one of the things that really has stuck with me was um, the first year that we um, started doing Your Mates, we went down to what's now known as BrewCon. So we, the keynote um, address was by Steve Baxter. And the one quote that stuck with me from that is, is just get shit done. Um, and I think that's been a big part of our philosophy. It's actually in our 10 commandments that we have um, here for our staff at the brewery. And it's just get in there, do it, make the mistake, but only make it once. Um, Did he remember you? Um, yeah, no, you no, no. Because no. you, you were on Shark Tank yes. famously last yeah. year. Yeah, so, so uh, it, was, it's, it went full circle, didn't it? Um, Did you get to tell him that? Did, I remember you saying at the conference. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So we went on the Shark Tank. Well, we were actually looking for investment at the time. So we did, we were in a good position where we knew the business back the front in terms of those questions that investors are looking at asking. Um, we actually got the email from the IBA saying that the Shark Tank was interested in our industry. So we, we I think we got halfway through the application. It was Christmas of last year and we were busy as all heck. Uh, and they actually called us up and said, oh, how come you guys only got halfway through the application? We think you're um, a really good candidate for the show. And so we went, oh, okay, well, yeah. yeah. That's scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so, we, so we, we ended up going through the, finish, finishing the application, went to the um, casting and pitched to the five representatives from the TV show that was supposed to kind of like be the guys who were looking, like knew what they were looking yeah, for. Yeah, um, on Australia Day, we found out that, yeah, we didn't make the cut. Um, so we kind of went, okay. Back to work. Back to work, yeah, that's fine. We, we still keep looking for um, this investment because, you know, we're not gonna, we can't go to the next stage of, of, of what we needed to do, contract brewing. You know, we were passing on the product for the same price, if not, less than what we were paying to get it made, um, which was great for building our customer base and, and building confidence in the business so that we could 
um, get someone to come in, um, but it wasn't sustainable. So, um, yep, kept going along, and mid February we got a call from the from the guys at the uh, TV show and said, "If you're still interested, someone, we've, we've had a reshuffle and we, we've got a spot for you." Yes, okay, Sydney next Tuesday. We're flying you down. Get ready to go for it and holy crap that was a big week as well um, and it came across you a little bit nervous oh definitely, <laughs> definitely i mean like we had to film us walking up to that door about 10 different ways so that was that did a lot to help with the nerves too and then open up the doors and no doubt they chose the most nervous looking one as well oh yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> i mean they're pretty to their credit they're very good at building tension in the way they edit those um those sequences. We, when it, we, it's a boring show otherwise. You, yeah. You've got to have that human element, you've got to have the tension. When we did um, have our, have our um, party when it went to air, invited everyone over to the house and watched it on TV. When we cut to the ad break, everyone in the room was like, have you been lying to us? Did you actually get that? I was like, oh, I almost <laughs> half believed them too. I was like, did Maybe you? they were going to give us the money. Yeah, maybe, maybe we did get a deal. <laughs> Um, but yeah, obviously, yeah, the guys kind of said, yeah, they threw, they threw across a couple of numbers that were just, uh, thanks, but no thanks. Um, Larry looked great on TV, um, and we were worried that we would come across as a couple of, I don't know, louts, but, um, the Sharks were very friendly, the editing team was very friendly, and yeah, I think we came across really well, and it was really positively received. At the same time, and again, I mean, I don't know the inside workings of the business, but a couple of the numbers that you sort of uh, gave yourselves, like the biggest brewery on the Gold Coast um, was one of the things you said. How widely were you drawing the Gold Coast? I guess what we said, we were the biggest brewing company on the Sunshine Coast at the time. Um, and we were basing that on the fact that Larry was basically the, the most widely consumed um, independent local beer on the Sunshine Coast. Okay, so um, it's how you cut the cake, it's where you draw yeah, the circle. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, you've, it's got marketing. To, you've got to put your best foot forward when you, you only have one chance with the Sharks. That's it. Um, okay. Did you hey, we're pretty shit, we've got no idea what we're doing. Message you after us going, hey fellas. Um, I mean, we were, we were actually doing the volume that was, you know, okay. you know pretty. You could back, yeah. Yeah, you we, could, we could back the numbers forward. up and, yeah. and people, I think the other breweries on the coast knew that we were, uh, we were going through. We we're going through a bit of beer, um, yeah. and no, we didn't have any questions. Oh, I mean, we had a couple of friendly nudges here and there, but um, you know, we're all mates here on the Sunshine Coast, and I, I would, I would expect anyone else to do the same if they were going on the shark tank too. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so, so, so you do, do what you need to to get those sharks on board. But <laughs> so obviously, didn't need their money. It's all up and running now, and I guess. But, but did that lead? They didn't invest. But did that flush out people who have said, we want to be a little bit of don't, we want a little yeah, bit of Yeah, well, what we did was we held off, we did do a little bit of a, hey, we're looking for money in that November, December period before we found out we were going on the show. Um, Realised at the time that we really had no idea what we're doing when doing a capital raise. Um, so we kind of held back on it and we knew the show was coming up. We did a lot more research into how it would all work and, and, and how we would actually go about um, trying to recruit these people um, to come on board. Um, and in that period, we were still, we were still pitching to people, um, venture capitalists and all that kind of thing. And I'm glad we don't have to do that anymore because it's, um, 
it's it's a brutal experience going in front of those guys and who, who, who really don't give a damn about your business and, and, and what you've done and, and that and, and that and that's what they that's what their job is that's why they've got mm. all that money to, to invest um, but yeah we knew that once it went to air it would be our best chance then to grab people's attention um, and yes yeah, so we did a bit of a, uh, a campaign and yeah we were lucky enough to the first few um, investors were the hardest um, and then because we, we've still only just finalised the the equity that we that we put aside, um, we literally are signing the, the last shareholders in raising that money. Um, so we've done it over a space of about six months, and each time that we signed the lease on the shed, it was easier to get more people on because it was no longer a, a figment concept. a figment of Matt and I's imagination it's like okay now it's bricks Shit's and mortar okay now we can see yeah. the brewery and then when we finished the fit out it was even easier to show people okay this is what we've got and they were like the confidence uh, just rose and rose and rose but we're eternally grateful for those first few people who jumped on board because that was really the hardest part so how much of the brewery or how much of Larry have you had to sell um, to, to get to this stage Matt's more involved in our numbers, but it was it's between twenty and thirty percent of the company that we've we've had to give away. Yeah. Um, which we're more than happy to have um, done that to realise what we've got out here. Yeah. Um, and we've got real people who have invested. You know, we've got, there's about fifteen of them. The advice that everyone gave us was, don't take on fifteen to twenty investors. It'll be a headache. Um, we haven't found that so far. They've all been great, and they're all so excited. It's. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's pretty awesome. But I guess that's also you're going through a phase where things are very exciting and going well. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Very much the honeymoon. Period. Yeah. Have you got anything in place, or you know, is have you sort of um, got agreements that you know if things plateau or if there's a bit of a blip, that how any issues are re- resolved. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't go into too much. No, 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 but it's a... What's going on no, but, shareholders agreement. Brief on last year, the big thing was have an exit strategy. Like, that's the first thing you do is work out when people want to get out, um, how do we do it? Yeah. How do we value the business? How do we value their shareholding at that time? Yeah, definitely. So they're all in for three years to start off with and all the money goes back into the company during those three years because, you know, we're experiencing all this growth and... We need cash flow to be able to yeah. brew more beer and increase our um, capacity. Um, and then after that, um, yeah, we've, we've got options for valuations of the company and, and how they do sell their shares if they want to and how they stay on board if they Can want to. Can you say at this stage, you know, like recently um, we saw Black Ops go through an equity crowdfunding um, process and, you know, they valued their business based on what they were looking to raise at around about $15 million and I think Endeavour... Um, went through the same and theirs was valued at between 12 and 14 million depending on how much they raised. Are you willing to sort of talk about, you know, where you guys sit in that spectrum of values based on the money you've taken on or is that? Um, probably, we'll probably keep that one yeah. to our chest. Yeah, just 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 for the shareholders sake and, and the privacy. Yeah, of no, and guys, that's think, one of yeah. the trade-offs you make if you do go out to the public market, mm. you have to be mm. much more public with the information. Yeah, so. definitely, definitely. I mean, it was it was a lot higher than what we probably expected um, in the beginning. Um, but 
we think it's a really fair valuation as well. And um, you know, there were guys who tried to ring us down on that valuation, and we stood strong, and we've we've raised the money, and, and I think that we made the right decision. Yeah. Now, part of the whole reason for uh, Matt and I doing this uh, Sunshine Coast craft brewery tour is. Um, the results from the hottest 100 were so reflective of you know all of a sudden there's a, a spotlight on on this region talk us through before we let you go how you i guess galvanized support how do you mobilize your your fan base your community and and how was that community built well i mean it's it's the it is the bones of our whole business you know mateship um, community um it's been there since that period that matt and i were sitting in the garage it's just that now, instead of the 20 mates that would come over when we say we've got free beer, <laughs> that although it did, it, it did still taste pretty bad back then, um, I think we've just, yeah, we've just tried to grow our, grow our mateship circle. Um, social media, we share everything. We, we really, well, we do, we do invest time into our customers and our consumers. Not everything, you wouldn't tell us the value. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we like to share the experience of, of the brewery. You know, we, we're doing this thing that, you know, like I've got, I've advertised for a brewer's assistant and, and it really is, you know, you forget when you're just so busy that you don't have a chance to kind of reflect. You forget that we are actually living most people's dreams, you know. It's to, to, to run a brewery or to, to marry a girl whose dad owns a brewery. Isn't that the, the, that's, the that's the Australian dream. Um, and we like to share everything and it's people are on this journey with us um you don't have daughters yet do you no, no. <laughs> yeah that's going to come back and haunt you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah you'll be the guy whose daughter's dad owns a brewery yeah that is a worry you have a brewery in a shotgun but anyway um but yeah we, we we really try and engage people all the time whether it's the hottest 100 or whether it's the launch of our um smoke sundays we you know, you have to do that. Just to clarify, that's Sunday smoking at the brewery, like yeah. there's a, yeah. not not ice cream Sundays. Like, oh right, smoked Sundays. Yeah, it yeah. is craft beer. Like people could, could be. be. Yeah. Right. It could yeah. be a new flavour. It'll be a beer flavour next. Um, Chris, one thing I'm really keen to ask is the biggest. You know, you you only get one chance to debut well in something like the Hottest yeah. 100. How do you leverage off that? And can you, you know, if you were to I guess hype it up and, and, and say, look, we've done really well, and all of a sudden you, you get 100 emails from prospective new accounts, can you supply them? Um, that's what this, these, these tanks that we received from China on Friday and we've stood up in the last couple of days, um, that's what they're for. And yeah, we, we really Did the phone do... ring on the Monday? Um, it, the emails rang on the Monday. Yeah, definitely. There was there was people from all across Australia saying, "Where can we where can we get the beer?" It, it is really amazing what that um, what that countdown can do um, for your. So, so that's your not brewery. only real. That's but that's immediate. Mm, immediate, yes. Um, and it, and I mean it is, and it's it is the popular vote. Like that's what the popular vote is. What people are actually out there buying and drinking. Um, it's not. The critical award, which the beer judges decide, it's what the consumer decides. And I think that while the, uh, we'd love to have a trophy cabinet full of AIBAs and Indies, um, that the hottest 100, we'd 
we're running a business here and we need people to be buying the, the beer as well. So I think that that is a, a way more valuable um, accolade than, than, the, than the awards could be. Um, and yeah, we're, I mean, we're still so shocked, really. It, it, it's, it's insane to think that, yeah, the, the beer that we've brewed that's on the Sunshine Coast, I mean, I still get excited about the fact that people even buy the beer full stop. If I'm out of the venue and I see someone buy a Larry, it's just, it's crazy that this thing that, you know, that's the beer that I learned how to brew beer, um, creating that recipe. Um, and to think that, yeah, like enough people are behind that beer to get it to number 13 in the hottest 100 is just, it's an insane thought. Um, we were definitely not expecting to be that high. It's just what I'm trying to impress. Definitely not expecting that. Well, mate, I need to get Pete to a plane. Um, it is delayed a few minutes, so but uh, I need to get Pete to a plane. So we'll finish up on one point. You've got the brewery, you've got the brand. We're about to see your IPA and find out what she's called. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's next for uh, your mates? You know, you, 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 some could say you're living the dream, but you said that you're ambitious. What is next for you guys? Um, Brisbane and the Gold Coast is definitely immediately next. Um, we're going to be brewing a beer for Gabs this year. Um, we're going to be going down to Good Beer Week. You know, we, we've kind of been doing our own thing for the past few years and it's really helped us kind of um, fumble and make mistakes up here and, and kind of hone what we're doing. Um, and yeah, we're ready to, to present it to the rest of the beer um, loving community. Um, we want to get involved in as much as we can and um, yeah, we're really excited to, uh, to get involved and uh, to really see what, what Larry can do, see how much legs he's got. Well, hopefully we can uh, catch up with you at uh, a session of Craft Beer College, one of the, the free seminars at, at Gabs, Definitely. and you can present your, uh, your Gabs beer. Any, uh, have you worked it out yet, or can you give us a hint about what you might be looking at? Uh, yeah, I can say that it's, too much uh, well, I can tell you the name. It's going to be called Your Nan's Jam Drop. <laughs> so that's all, right. all, that's okay. all I'll reveal at the moment. Okay, so is it Larry's Nan's Jam yeah, Drop? Is it, or that's all I could divulge. <laughs> or just your mate's name. Oh, yeah, your mate's yeah, name. Your yeah. mate's name. Mm. Um, and yeah, Larry will be down at the Point of Origin um, representing Queensland down there uh, for Good Beer Week too. So uh, we'll be hanging out around there. The Melbourne Hotel, I think it's the Queensland okay. leg is. Yep. Okay. Well, um, Chris McGarry, congratulations on all of the success you've had so far. Congratulations on getting the, uh, the, the brewery up and running and uh, getting your mates out to a bunch of your mates. And uh, thank you very much for joining us on Beer as a Conversation. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for coming up for the uh, opening last night. And uh, yeah, hope you had a good time on the sunny coast. Thanks, mate. Certainly did. Great way to finish. And that was your mate, Christian McGarry. For the last time, we thank Josh Donahoe from Sunshine Coast Craft Beer Tours for putting together our itinerary. If you're on the Sunshine Coast, we can't think of a better way to visit the region's breweries or a more engaged host. You can find a link in the show notes. We also thank Rallings for making this show possible. While we have been focusing on their can sleeves in past episodes, you can speak to them about all of your beer labeling needs. Even if you have an established supplier, have a chat to Rallings label stickers and packaging to find out how their flexibility can make your life much easier. Call Rallings on 1300 852 235. 
Next week, we catch up with Bolter's Scott Hargrave, who introduces us to the team at Bale Breaker Brewing, who were over here from the US and brewed a collaboration beer with Scott with an experimental hop variety known as Dimples. Don't forget, if you like what we do here at Radio Brews News, you can help us out in a number of ways. You can sponsor the show either by a small monthly contribution or through a one-off donation. You'll find details in the show notes. You can also review us on iTunes or whatever your favourite podcasting service happens to be. Let us know what you think and help others find and discover our shows. Finally, you can tell us what you think about what's going on in the beer industry by emailing us at producer at brewsnews.com.au. All letters received will receive in return, as by way of thanks, a Brews News bottle opener. And thanks to our very good friends at Beer Cartel, the letter of the week will receive a mixed six-pack of great Australian beer. We love hearing your thoughts on the stories we cover because, as you may have heard, beer is a conversation. Beer is a conversation.